This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. I think I said this yesterday, and I am feeling it just as much today. And December is this month, right, where you just start to feel a little slug-like. All the parties, probably eating more than you usually do because you're going from party to party. Uh, and you're drinking maybe more than you usually do. And I don't know about you guys, but I have, it, here we are again. It's December, what? 12th. 12th. You 12th. asked yesterday, and so one day went by. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what day it was yesterday either, but I'm feeling it, man. Are you guys feeling it? Yeah, December's always like that for me. Like you said, it's the parties. It's the going from house to house. Everybody's really merry and throwing drinks at you. And yeah, it's a tough time to kind of stay in shape. And I ain't been to the gym. That that hasn't helped either. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going in January. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's a lot of having to see people before you go home. So like you have the parties yeah. and you have all the Christmas bars that you can only go to this time of year. So there's a sense of urgency <laughs> that you've got to get out. And then also, you know, we're going home for the holidays and there's a, a lot of people that I want to see before. I go there. So I'm like, okay, I got to get dinner with this person. I got to get brunch with this person. I got to get coffee with this person. Yep. And before you know it, you've racked up like a thousand dollar going out to eat bill. And, and my weight really doesn't fluctuate a lot. And it really hasn't in like 20 years. It's like four pounds here, four pounds there. But when I put the four pounds on, I can really feel it <laughs> or the five pounds on. And I just feel so bloaty. You might want to talk to a therapist about that. It's just so bloaty. What do you mean? Uh, it sounds like maybe um, there's a deeper... Meaning or reason as to why? Uh, the only thing I can think of is I've been drinking more because of the breakup. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty clear one. That, that tracks uh, so I think that my December probably started mid-November. So I've been eating and drinking a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. And we all went around the room last week and we're like, you know what? We're all going to do this together. Come January, we are not drinking in January. Didn't we all say that? Yeah, yeah. we did. We did all say that. Mm -hmm. Cassie, you're on board on this also, right? Heck yeah. Okay. So um, normally what you do, I think, when you're looking to plan 30 days off, you start to look like, okay, yeah, I really want to do it. But before I commit, let's see what's going on in the month. That's going to be challenging. <laughs> uh -huh. And if it's a challenging month, then, yeah, and move it 30 days. And then you look at February or March and you're like, ah, I can't do March. Dang, man, I don't want to disrespect Pisces. So uh, I guess it's March Madness, man. <laughs> right, March Madness. Yeah, you right. Do that. Let me just throw a month out, right? Okay, let's say you wanted to do it in September, for instance. Mm, Labor uh, Day. Yeah, Labor, Labor Day. Day. We, we got a whole vacation week. Yeah, that was yeah. on. My birthday. Yes, nobody could stop drinking for Cassie's birthday. Nope. Uh, how about July? Well, July 4th. July 4th? Can't do that no. either. How June? Father's Day? Kristen's birthday. Kristen's birthday. Kristen's birthday. Yep. Right. Can't do that. Pride Month. Gotta celebrate. Yep. 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 So before we all commit to our January not drinking, and I, 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 in all honesty, just to take a hard right here, a serious right, I am not happy with the amount of alcohol I've been drinking like the last week and a half to two weeks. Mm, not enough. <laughs> that is, that is, um, 
you know, in going through a breakup, you know, I think my default has always been to numb a little bit. Um, and certainly when I went through my divorce like seven or eight years ago, uh, I really felt fell into some really bad drinking habits. Uh, this breakup hasn't been nearly as bad, but it's just been too much. Like it's a drink or two a night. And when you add those up through the whole week, I mean, now you're talking about 14, 15 drinks. Mm-hmm. You go to any doctor and they're like, that's a problem. Yeah, I, I remember I was honest with my doctor once about how much I was drinking. And they brought in someone else and they're like, oh, do we need to speak to you about alcoholism? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm in my 20s. I had seven <laughs> drinks this week. Calm down. But at least like I, you're right. But at least you're not going out on 3 a.m. benders every no, night. You no. know what I mean? Like, And the thing is, what maybe is scary, a lot of people would consider what you're doing just to be normal. Yeah. And when you add them up and if you talk to your doctor about it, for me, and I've told you guys before that I've always been kind of a binge drinker, you know, I can go days, weeks, I don't know about months, uh, days, <laughs> weeks without a drink and not crave it whatsoever. But if I have one, then I'm probably having like five. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to put a governor on it. Like I felt it this weekend when we had our Christmas party. We were all fine. Uh, you know, we were all partying just fine over at Tommy's house for the Birchow Christmas party. And then we all get back into this bus coming back into uh, into town because we don't make sure everybody wasn't drinking. And look, we're on our way home. It's a 45-minute drive home. And after we get home, I am going to sleep. So why am I the one doing shots and forcing shots on everybody else (laughs) and still drinking when that little voice in my head is like, all right, it's enough. What are you even doing? Then the other voice is like, screw that guy. Have another drink, man. (laughs) And that guy normally wins out for me. So that's what I got to start really, really working on. You guys the same way? I'm the same exact way. Yeah. Same exact way. Yeah, I think it sometimes it just takes one time telling that guy in your head no. Because I have problems with that with other things in my life. And I'm kind of a similar, like, I have a binge mentality about a lot of things. Sometimes I went through a phase where I had a binge phase with food. And it just takes that one time for you to be able to, to... to show yourself that you could say no that can give you the confidence to do it day after day after day. Agreed. And then I'll wake up the next morning and I feel absolutely great. And I'm like, God, that was such an easy decision last night. But then the next time comes and the party is rolling like it was in the back of that bus. And we were all here's my problem. And you're talking about going to therapy, which I do have an appointment today. It's um, I have always equated alcohol with fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 90% of the times that I've had in my life, outside of my family, alcohol has been associated with fun for me. Every time you say that, it hits me because I'm like, I, I have to and I didn't think about it that way. But technically, if you don't see it as fun, then shouldn't, don't you have more of a problem? <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing it, you're really doing it. <laughs> but I mean, it's like every, like, if I go to a sporting event, uh, if I go to a national championship, that's great. But somehow, mm-hmm. some way in my head, it's a better event if I'm a little bit buzzed for it. It sounds like it's one of those things, you're using it for an escape because you have a very high stress life. You have a lot of moving pieces. You have a lot of businesses. So when you do get to go to an event like a sporting event or the Christmas party, It's like your brain is like, okay, this is my time to turn off Hmm. and completely let loose because I don't have responsibilities. Hmm. And so it's almost like, it almost seems to me like you don't have a balance in your life where you're feeding into yourself and what you love to do enough. And you're just feeding into sort of a lot of work or stuff you can't control, like your breakup, like high stress situations. Does anybody really have balance in their life though? If everybody drank because they didn't have balance in their life, 
99% of the country would have to look at their life and go, okay, maybe I have a drinking problem. I think alcohol is more rampant of a problem than most people realize because it has become so normalized. I mean, there's a whole wine mom culture. Oh, I have kids, I'm going to drink wine. And it's become such an excuse to pound a couple glasses every night because God knows you're on edge and you need to chill out and check Mm -hmm. out. But it's become so normalized. It's not healthy behavior, but that's just what we do. Right. For me, for some reason, I've always felt like if I'm drinking socially, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. I've always felt like my issue is if I start drinking at home, if I start drinking alone, or if I start drinking just because mm. the day is over, yes. then I have to evaluate what's going on in my life. But if I'm drinking socially, I, I never saw that as an issue. Yeah. When I changed my drinking habits, like from college, I had to view alcohol more as an amplifier. And so I think that's where you start to mm. think that alcohol is really fun because, you know, for example, in college, every night is a rager and it's a lot of fun <laughs> and you're drinking a lot of alcohol and it's making, it's intensifying those feelings. But then as your life changes and the situations change, it's not always as fun and you start to realize that alcohol brings out a lot of the things inside of you that aren't necessarily Mm. fun and for me that's helped balance things more because I'm Uh like if I'm feeling sad probably not a good idea for me to drink white wine because it's going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys have listened to this show for a long time I feel like I have the relationship with alcohol in the same way that I have a friend that has a relationship with another person where they're constantly complaining about it. And at some point or another, you just want to go like, shut up. I've heard about it. Do something about it or not. And a while back, I think I told you guys, I read that book, This Naked Mind. And I, it made 100% sense to me. You were doing great. I was doing really, really, really great. Um, and then break up. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. And then I just started going back. I think I got to reread it. But all right. So before we totally commit to January, Okay. Like you guys were saying, there are some months are better than others. Mm-hmm. And most pick January because you are eating and drinking and everything. So let's look at, at January, okay? And let's be sure we want to do this. Okay. First things first. Uh, it is National Step in a Puddle and Splash Your Friend Day. Oh, I'm out. Oh. That's oh. it. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? These are actually these what? are real holidays that they have created, okay? Um, it is also National Pass Your Gas Day is in January, so are you guys sure? <laughs> Girl, that's every day. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm still on board so far. You guys sure so far? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, World Introvert Day, Mo. Really? Is in January. Well, I got to celebrate it, so I'm still on board. Good call. Uh-huh. Just do it alone. Uh, Stop Spam Day. It's another one. <laughs> you know what this is reminding me of? There's an old TV show called The Andy Griffith Show. And there was a, two little old ladies, or a little old lady that had like one a moonshine still, and she had everybody come in her house buying moonshine because it was a special occasion, like National Potato yeah, Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are all real. Uh, fruit ca- fruit cake toss day. Can, can we take off drinking in January because of that? We, I mean, you want a tailgate, probably. Mm-hmm. We can't be sober for 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 fruit cake day. Nah. Um, measure your feet day is in January, you guys. Mm. Measure your feet day. That yep. sounds like an OnlyFans promo. <laughs> <laughs> There's also visit your local quilt shop day. Oh, okay. Mm. That's going to be a tough one. Oh, yeah. Are you sure January is going to be good for all of us? Before I throw this last one at you. I don't know. Brew a potion day? I don't know. Yep. And I don't know. National Kazoo Day. Do we really want to take drinking off for that day? Mm, that's tough. Yeah. This is just making me want to create a random holiday that we're going to celebrate every <laughs> single year. Yeah, it's called Don't Start Not Drinking in January. <laughs> just, just make sure when you're drinking with a kazoo, you roll tape on it. I want to hear that. <laughs> do you even know what a kazoo is? Yes. You do? Okay. I wasn't born you know what yesterday. a kazoo is? <laughs> yeah, I don't even kid, know if kazoos man. are still around, man. <laughs> yes. 
The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. It breaks my heart to say, but I think we're going to live to see the end of the Bachelor in Paradise empire. <gasps> I'm sorry. Does that hurt? Yes, I was such a big Bachelor fan back in the day. Back in its heyday when it was like Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron and Pilot Pete. Oh, those were the days. The drama, the stakes, the romance. And it just has not hit the same way since. And so the most recent Bachelor in Paradise season, it is literally the definition of this show could have been an email. It, nothing good happened. Is that right? If you've ever seen, if, if you've never seen Bachelor in Paradise, it's basically like when cast members from the other Bachelor and Bachelorette franchises get together. They, you know, there's hookups, there's there's drama, there's cat fights. This is just smart. This is an ABC franchise, right? Yes. So they they were looking at the Bachelor and they're like, okay, how can we continue this in a different franchise with more skin? So that's really what they've done here. It's the same show, except yep. now people are more naked. They just take all the hot people and put them on a beach. Yep. And it usually right. ends in a couple of engagements. Like there actually have been marriages that have come out of this show, which makes it more interesting to watch because when you think you're going to watch somebody meet their soulmate, you're kind of invested. Yeah, you won't put... Like, it's not a real ratings winner to put single people on a show where they have to put more clothes on. So it's not going to be Bachelor in Alaska. No. Or <laughs> Bachelor in Russia. They, they did uh-huh. do that one year, though. They did Bachelor in Paradise Winter Games or something like that. They, it didn't continue. It didn't work. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. They, they got coats on. And yeah. <laughs> they weren't naked enough. But yeah, no couples have made it out of this year's season, despite the fact that there were two engagements and one couple that left the show. So the couple that everybody is talking about is a couple named Avon and Kylie. They were one of the strongest couples on the beach. There was no drama between them all season. And so the final episode comes and Kylie's like, everyone's getting engaged. Avon, where's my ring? Uh And he's like, listen, we've known each other for a month. I don't want to get engaged. And she has the audacity to be upset about this. So they they end up leaving the beach as a couple and everyone was kind of like, oh, bummer, but like, you know, whatever. I'm sure they'll be fine. Maybe it's the healthy thing to do to not get engaged. You think? So the finale was last week and they both ended up posting this beautiful photo shoot of what appears to be this apartment that they moved in together. We're like, oh my gosh, Avon and Kylie, good for you. Avon is talking Talking about how, you know, what what you want is worth fighting for. And then 24 hours later, we get an Instagram post from Kylie. Oh, God. Thank God I'm sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. I can't <laughs> Dramatic effect. She says, following our relationship announcement yesterday, I want to thank my God he did not allow me to live another day in the dark. In the last 24 hours, I have been grasping with the fact that the that one of the most important relationships in my life has dissolved due to multiple infidelities. Oh oh. This is not just a show, but my real life. And for the foreseeable future, I will be in a time of healing and trying to put the puzzle pieces of my life back together. Please respect my privacy at this time. Love you all. Man. Love's so, dead. That was fast. No, literally, you post, you hard launch a relationship on a Thursday. You are broken up by a fr- by Friday. What a weekend even started. It's like, wait a second, you're dating Avon? We were hooking up last week. This is 2023 right now. Oh, 24 is. hours. Okay. And so also after the finale happened last week, two of the couples who, that did get engaged, they also split up. But it was much less dramatic because there was no cheating. But love is dead. There was no paradise after all. It was no paradise. Or maybe 
Okay. Paradise is being single. I don't know. It might be. <laughs> All right. We, we've got another reason to believe that white people are nasty after a conversation between <laughs> Kenny Thompson and Kelly Clarkson aired on her show. Did you say white people? Yes, white okay, people. Okay, so... Other than the washcloth thing. So we've talked okay, about the washcloth yeah. thing where white people don't use washcloth, washcloths not, in, a, in the shower. Not entirely true, but those of you that are, I'm just disappointed with you, Caucasian. <laughs> I'm not mad, just disappointed with some of you. So Kelly asked him about some of the very specific shower tips that he gives in his new book, and it's an advice book called When I Was Your Age. Kelly admitted that she pees in the shower, which seemed to um, really bother Keenan. Uh, not every time. Certainly it has happened. Not even once a day. But, yeah, from time to time, sure. Yeah, I don't think that's a white thing at all. No. I pee in the shower all the time. Okay. okay. I'm relieved because I also pee in the shower. All, all the time. Daily? I wouldn't say daily. But if if I got to go to the bathroom yeah, yeah. and I'm about to take a shower, yeah. I'm getting in the shower. Oh, you are? It's so, just easier. Okay, I'll go to the bathroom first. Then I'll go in the shower, and then there, if the water hits me the wrong way, then I'll let it go. But, yeah, <laughs> I always pee before I get into the shower. I'm jumping right in the shower. It's just more efficient. All right, Google released its year-end data yesterday. I'll tell you about the most popular searches from the last year on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Hey, if you got broken up with yesterday, you are not alone. It is the number one day to get broken up with is December 11th. And scientists are still trying to figure it out. And it's a very unscientific survey. <clears throat> but back in 2008, somebody analyzed all the Facebook status updates. And they went on social media to find out exactly when the most popular day to break up with someone is. And it's December 11th. Ugh, really? Cowards. Yep. They waited too long. <laughs> yeah, because we had that day a couple of weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're not exactly sure why, but they think that most people are looking at the holidays going, okay, here it is. It's the 11th. Do I really want to spend Christmas with this person? Do I really want to take it to the next step, meet their family? No, I don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> so if it wasn't, uh, if that happened to you yesterday, you certainly aren't alone. And the least likely day to get dumped during the year is what day? Huh. What a great day to have been alone all year. Because right. I don't feel the loss of anybody. There you go. <laughs> What's the least? Christmas day. You're absolutely right. Gotta be. Christmas day. No Break, one's that hard. Breaking up with somebody on Christmas or, day is cruel. Or Ooh. is that? I was going to... I wasn't even going to ask this. Is there anybody listening right now that's ever been broken up with on Christmas Day? <laughs> that sucks. Uh, 1-855-BIRCHO. Maybe it wasn't supposed to happen, but then you got into a major fight on Christmas Day, and it just it was a spontaneous breakup. I was going to say, what what has to happen that you would not be able to wait one more day just to break <laughs> up with them right. after Christmas? It had to be building and building and building, and finally something happens on Christmas Day, and it is just the last uh, straw from the manger. Road trip. A road trip together. Or a road trip. Because mm. that will, if I'm driving, if I'm driving and my wife's in the car <laughs> and she starts coming at me about my drive, I swear it makes me in the rain. That might be the end of it right yeah. there. And you're in solitary confinement. Oh, but if yeah, you're breaking you're up, if you're in the car on the way to family, you're yeah. really not allowed to break up right before you meet your family. Yeah, and then you get there and they're like, where, where is she? Oh, I dropped her ass off. That's, that's the, that's the last chance you got right yeah. there. All right, Abby, so maybe you found the right guy and maybe you just fumbled him right away. Yeah, you know what has become my new dating pet peeve? It's when guys express interest in me and then go totally MIA right off the bat. So it happened first when phone screener Mikey tried to set me up with his bud who said he was interested in me on the air and then I got his number and then I texted right. him and then I never heard from him. Right. And I'm like, now I'm the one looking stupid even when you expressed interest first. 
So it happened again to me this weekend. <laughs> and I think I've set a record for how quickly you can get left on red by a man. Oh, no. So I need all the men to, to come in and, and, and see what I've done wrong. Because I have just been looking at this text, text message all weekend being like, where did, what, where did I go wrong? Can you pause that story for just one second? Oh, yes. All right. And then we will build back your momentum. Okay. But this call is too precious. <laughs> Hey, Michelle, good morning. You are on the Burt Show. It's not just a breakup, but a divorce on Christmas Day. Oh, God. Correct. Wow. Um, he was stationed in Cuba, and instead of coming home, he went to New York, saw the new girlfriend, got back to the base, and called and said, it's over, I want a divorce. On Christmas Day? And you know what's funny? That was in 1996. And it's still raw. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice right there. I'm so sorry. Dang. I that am is horrible. so sorry. Why couldn't dude wait one more day or one more week? Because he was an ass. And he <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, he was. Tracks. Yeah. Yes, he absolutely was. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. And I love am. You. I love you too. Now I feel like. Oh. Say that. I'm not doing enough, man. <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> she is now swearing off, man. I can't even say I love you back. Uh, good morning, Jane. You are on the Burt Show. Good morning, Burt. And guys, uh, yeah, I was about 25. I'm now 55. Uh, we dated for five years. And on Christmas Day, we were supposed to get together. He didn't show up. I went to his house. He was actually laying in bed. And I went up and said, what the heck? And he's like, it's not working anymore. And I'm like, nice. Five years. Wow. Five years? And he has never married. And I have now found the love of my life for 10 years. Well, good awesome. for you. So Congratulations. That was your Christmas gift then that year. Feels painful, but it led you to your man now. Yep. Oh, 100%. Okay. 100%. Thank you for calling. Love you. Love you guys. I love you. There you go. Okay. Happy now ending. we're back. Sorry about that, Abby. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get back, are you sure you don't want to ghost Abby again for another segment? <laughs> yeah. While she's talking about being ghosted. I just, that was a trial separation. Now we're back. <laughs> it's literally the perfect setup considering I'm talking about a man just ignoring me after expressing. You told me, you told me this was my segment. It's on the schedule. Do, do I need to start from the beginning? Are people still here? Do people remember what? What I was talking about. We would you. Yes. Okay. So I, I think I've set a new record for how quickly you can get left on read by a man who expressed interest in you first. So this weekend I went out to brunch with one of my gal pals. I was in the best mood. It was Sunday. It was the day after our Christmas party and I wasn't hungover. I was wearing a cute new outfit. We were going to my favorite part of town. We were going to get some mimosas. It was going to be a good Sunday. And we ended up at a table that just did not have the best service. So I'm sitting there chatting with my friend. You know, we've put in our order like 15 minutes ago and we've already run out of mimosas. So I say, you know what, homegirl, I'm going to run up to the bar. I'm going to get us another round of drinks. The drinks will still be flown. It'll be great. So I get up, go to the bar and I'm placing my order with the bartender and up on Mosey's on, I don't know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) A a boy Mosey's on up to the bar and starts chatting with me. Okay. And I'm looking up at him. I'm like, oh, he's tall. He's got some good hair. (laughs) And he goes, hi, I'm Josh. And I go, hi, I'm Abby. And we start going back and forth. (laughs) That's how you said it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was just geeking out. I was like, a cute boy. Hi. So we're a up, tall, cute boy. A tall, cute yes. boy with good hair. And we're we're hanging out at the bar. We're chit chatting. I'm waiting for my drinks to get made by the bartender. And we're kind of riffing, going back and forth. And I can kind of feel that like something's here. And I. I'm noticing that he probably came up specifically to talk to me because it's a restaurant. It's not like a bar where you had to get up. And so as I get my drinks and I pay my tab, I get a little bold and I go, I think I'm going to give this guy my number. So, so I look at him and I go, do you want my number? And he goes, yeah, actually I do. So we exchange numbers. I giggle all the way back to my table and I cannot wait to tell my friend about this cute boy who's probably going to be texting me later. So we finish up our brunch. We you know, hop around that part of town for a little bit. I end up going back home and it's towards the end of Sunday at this point. I'm like, hey, let me check my phone. Let me see if, let me see if he texted me. So I pick up my phone. I check out my messages and there's a message from him. And so he said, hi, it's Josh. Um, hang on, I have it written down. Hi, it's tall guy with good hair. <laughs> it's tall guy with good hair. He goes, hey, it's Josh, exclamation point. And then he put the emoji that has like the smile and the sweat on it. So kind of like he's a little bit nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, how was the rest of your Saturday? This is fantastic. Or Sunday. Right. And I was like, ah! Ah! Yeah. Like this might right be really there, well. No, <laughs> okay. that's how I was feeling. I'm it's like, <laughs> but it's a shot of adrenaline you get. Like, yes. Oh my God, I've been accepted. It's like I said yesterday, yep. there's nothing better than having a crush. Like it literally changes your brain chemistry. It makes the colors brighter. It makes the day more exciting. And so sure. I remember something you told me last week and you said, if you don't want to come off desperate, you've got to work on being more indifferent. So instead of overthinking this text message, I think, what would an, an indifferent person do in this moment? So an indifferent person wouldn't overthink things. She would just send the first thing that comes to her mind. Yes. So I send the first thing that comes to my, set, to my head. I say, hi, Josh, exclamation point. Nothing crazy. Ha ha. Just spent most of the day running errands. Send... And then I put my phone down and I don't think about it. There's nothing wrong with that. No, uh -uh. not bad. Uh -uh. So I turn on the TV and I, you know, I let a show go by and then about an hour passes and I'm like, let me check my phone. Let me see if Josh texted me back. So I open up my phone. I look at the message. <laughs> this man opened it up five minutes after I sent it yep. and did not respond back. <laughs> nothing. And, and so I waited. I was uh -huh. like, maybe he got nervous. Maybe he's overthinking. I'm going to give him some grace. Two hours goes by, the whole day goes by, you know, it has been 72 hours and I have not heard back from Josh and I don't know why. All right. Uh, so, Mo, what is one of the four agreements that you are always uh, rattling off? The one about assuming or? No, never assume. Never assume. It's literally never assume. So you can't assume that he read the text, which is what you're probably doing, read the text message and was like, ooh, that wasn't a good response. You just don't know what's going on in that dude's life. But he had red receipts on. Yeah, like he it, read it. It, it yeah. literally said red five minutes after you sent it. And I'm just sitting there like, ah! like what did I say? Was it the wrong emoji to use? Was it too many? Now I'm overthinking it. Like, I feel like I should have overthought it before I sent it. So I didn't have to overthink it now. Well, it's 72 hours now. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's dead. Yeah, he's, he, it's yeah dead. He's, dead. he's dead to you. I don't think you did anything wrong. I no. do think there's a minor thing here that may point out as to why he may not have responded, though. You didn't let him ask for your number. You just gave it to him. Oh. And maybe, I don't think he got the opportunity to show how interested he really was in you. Like, to actually have to take that step to go, can I have your number? I think when you gave it to him, he took it, and then he probably was kind of like, let me just see. 
And maybe something about your first message didn't come off as if it was going to make it easy for him, and he just bowed out. Oh, what a psychological game here, It is like that, though. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So you would have so much ego wrapping up and being the one that pursues that even when she here clearly is accepting you after your first text, you're still in your head about it? I don't know that he's in his head about it. I'm saying that I don't think, like, how do you know that he, how interested he was if he Mm -hmm. never had to take that step? Because if a woman because just he texts her out of nowhere, mm-hmm. that's just to feel it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, why wouldn't you keep feeling it? <laughs> you know, what? I don't know. All I got from this is he's the kind of man who you're gonna have to nag 15 times to do the dishwasher. You lucked out. I do think you lucked out. Yeah, it's kind of how I feel about like getting the number thing. You're damned if you're if you do. You're damned if you don't. Like if I didn't ask, if I didn't give him my number, I would have never had the shot. But if I give him my number, now I'm like the alpha female, and he's turned off. It's it sucks. It's tough. I hate it here. I, okay. I mean, I, I'm new to this whole game, but I think if I, if I did that and I received a text back, like a funny text back from Abby, like, hey, did you die or something? That would make me laugh and at least, like, make me respond back? No, we're not. No. I mean, I agree with you. Let it go because you're worth fighting for. And so if he can't even yeah. put yeah. in the effort to respond yep. to your text yep. within 24 hours, yep. uh-uh, you don't need that guy. Move I think on. you're right. I and agree. The, and the cliche is uh, men are hunters, let them hunt. So okay. don't respond back at all. Bingo. Right. Welcome yep. to single hell, Bert. Gosh, that's Bert Show. Kaylee and I have been geeking out all morning because uh, I told you guys I'm leaving on vacation um, for Christmas week um, this year, and I'm going to Cape Town, South Africa by myself for 10 days, which is blowing Mo away. I can do solo vacation, but not 10 days. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that one. (laughs) And I just signed up to do one of those um, shark cage diving things, those Mm -hmm. great white sharks. Yes, Yeah, man. Oh, man. Uh, That's one of my dreams. Mine, too. It's on my bucket list. Is it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I did uh, not something super similar in Belize, but they do this thing in Belize where they throw you in the water and then they put a whole bunch of chum around you and like 25, 30 sharks swim right around you. But I mean, they are literally coming right at you. And at the last second, they turn around and they start eating everything that they threw into the water. That's probably one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. Why would you do that? That is just like literally asking to die. Well, I'll tell you why I did it. Because my son had forgotten his passport or lost his passport and we were there for four extra days. So I was hoping the shark was going to take him out. <laughs> uh, but this one in South Africa looks fun. And you don't even need to have diving experience. Right? No. Yeah. They just put you in a cage and send you down, yeah, there, right? go ahead. Hey, we'll catch you on the way up. <laughs> and, and you're doing that alone. I I, I don't yeah. think I could do that alone. Uh, I would have to have somebody with me. Uh, it would be so epic, yeah. yeah. I mean, gray whites are just fascinating. I'm afraid of it. I wouldn't want to be in the water anywhere near them without a cage. But yeah. in a cage, I'm cool. Well, I think that's pretty standard. Yeah. yeah. yeah just don't Google the videos of them breaking into the cages. Yeah, yeah. that happens in the movies. That doesn't happen. No, it happens in real life. Yeah, I mean, They're the most aggressive shark in the world. Yeah, but the one that I signed up with has three and a half stars. Oh, oh God. I'm at least doing the four-star cage diving if I'm going down. Why do some of them holes on that cage got to be so big? That's the part I don't understand. Yeah, right? Like I, I, they, they too big for me. Yeah, I haven't read all the reviews yet, so. They should probably do that. They're probably important. No, Google the lawsuits. Don't read the reviews. Well, you know, around the world, like, I, where was I? I was just in Brazil, and Hollis and I did some paragliding. And if you're in the United States, you have to spend... 45 minutes looking over all these legal documents and signing your life away in the United States. In other parts of the world, they're like, all right, just get in there. We're fine. 
I'm like, I'm like, there's nothing to sign or anything. And they're like, no, you're good. That's because if it Thumbs goes up. wrong, you die, and yeah. there's no one left to sue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kaylee. So you've been trying to get in touch with a celebrity, and what's been going on, man? Well, so this is this is way this is a while ago. This is all pretty much a long time ago, but it kind of. It, it something reminded me of it, and I shared it with my family. So, so it was like many, many years ago. I don't remember what book I was reading, but it was basically challenging you to step outside your comfort zone and stretch yourself by going after somebody that you that you think is, I guess, beyond you know your status or league or like whatever. Like in search of a mentor or something? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, essentially. And it was it was also teaching you to just go in for that cold approach, which I've always, like, I love that. Like, I love cold contacting. Uh-huh. I love, you know, when I was in real estate, I would drive up in your driveway. If your house wasn't for sale and I'd ring your damn doorbell. The, you the loved la- it. Wow. Yes. The last yeah, six I mean, months, I will tell you this, because Kaylee and I are doing a lot more business together now. Um, I had no idea how much of a gritty entrepreneurial spirit you have. Oh, well, thank you. Until recently. Yeah, oh, well, you know, you can't, I can't just force that upon you. It takes years and years, <laughs> I guess, to come out, you know. Otherwise, it'd be creepy. And that's where this is going because my wife thinks I'm creepy. <laughs> she was like, that's pretty creepy. Um, so my son came home the other day and was talking about this celebrity. And I go, oh. I used to write him letters. This was, I mean, this was probably 15 years uh-huh. ago. And he's like, really? And then my wife's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I wrote him probably like seven letters all in the same week. No, I'm just saying. It, <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like that, um, that Eminem song. Oh, Stan. Stan. Yeah. yeah, no, but it was like over the course of, you know, like five months, I wrote him letters, but I... I I mean, I got like, it wasn't like on loose leaf. I got some like really nice parchment paper and it was like really thick stock and it was, had my fountain pen out. I was like, you know, <laughs> asking him what? what so basically, basically what it, it was, it was just, you know, complimenting him on his achievements because he's done a lot, not only in the community, but he's achieved a lot of big things and he's acquired a lot of big things. And I basically was like, hey. I want you to be my mentor. Because mm-hmm. seven I, letters of compliments—that's <laughs> a lot of compliments, Kaylee. Well, I, they weren't all the same each time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it started off. But it was like paying them compliments, and 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 then you know going in for kind of a gentle ask. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, and it was just, it, and it, for me, it was just more of an exercise. And so I just was going through the motions and going through the motions. And I'll, you want to guess who the celebrity was? I. Your wife told me this weekend, but I was buzzed. I can't remember who. No, oh, okay. Um, George Clooney. No, no, no. someone business. It was like yeah, a big yeah, name. I mean, business. It was more of a, it was business. a big name. Oh. Business. Oh. Yeah. Mark Cuban. No, but he would be a good one. You're on, you're on the right track, Cassie. Bezos? Mm. No, no. I didn't even know who he was at the time. I didn't even think it was Amazon around. It was, it was somebody like that big. Yeah, it was pretty big. Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, no, it's no. It's definitely a man, not a woman. It's a man. Because mm, I was going to say Sarah Blakely. That's mm-hmm. who I'd go for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, I, I you're, mean, not. It's. I mean, it's a man, not a woman. But uh, it's, it's not Elon, is it? No, but he would be cool to go after. I should would do he? that today. Yeah, I, were, yeah, I like Elon. You were actually getting closer uh, geographically. All right, Jill's waiting for us to see if her relationship is over or not. So who is it? 
Oh, it's Arthur Blank. Arthur oh. Blank. Arthur Blank. Yeah, at the time, well, he had just bought the Falcons. And he had the Arthur Blank Foundation. So it was for me, that was a pretty big get. Yes, <laughs> huge. I mean, home, one of the founders of Home sure. Depot. And so, like, it was uh, it was funny, too, and I'll wrap it up. It was So I'm telling my son this. And <coughs> my wife's like, did you ever get a response? I was like, yeah, eventually I did. I uh, was like, the it main was, do, marketing. Do, stop. Stop like, mailing me. Stop no. reaching so, out no, to this me. This was funny, though. <laughs> so it was like, um, I get a phone call one day, and it was from, like, one of the higher-ups for the Atlanta Falcons, like, you know, their HR marketing or whatever, and they're like, hey, thank you so much, you know, for sending these, you know, nice letters. Unfortunately, you know, Mr. Blank doesn't have time to, you know, do that right now. And, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, fine. How about lunch? You <laughs> <laughs> double down. Yeah, and then I can hear her in the background. I can hear him in the background going, no, no, I, know, no. I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, I told you know, and it was cool. I was like, I totally understand. You'll get my letter next week. You're right. <laughs> and I, did, I said a few more, and then I got distracted. You shot your shot like, at least. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you listen to the Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's on all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure, and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. The Burt Show. All right, let's get Jill on here because she really wants us to test her new man here just to make sure. Actually, I think he wants to get back with her just to make sure that he's really into her. Hey, Jill. Hey, how are you? Good. All right, so this is not a new man. This is a guy that you used to go out with or were married to, so give us the deets here. Yeah. Yeah, so my husband, Josh, and I, we've been married for five years, and the last two years have been very rocky. It wasn't until last spring that I realized all of the effort on my part and all the counseling wasn't working because he was in another relationship. So he had been cheating on me for at least 18 months before I found out. We separated in June, and I had no intentions of getting back with him. I was set on divorce. His relationship with her ended around the same time. And, you know, after a couple months apart, we started talking. We worked through a lot of things and realized that we both still loved each other. We tried to figure out the reason that he felt the need to have another relationship. And then around Thanksgiving, we made the decision to try again. And he hasn't moved back home yet, but we are planning to start moving things back over to the next two weeks. So we're back together completely for Christmas and I don't really have reason to think that he is being anything but honest about it all. However, I just need to put my mind at ease and have one more layer of proof that there is not longer any 
relationship. Uh-huh. So can we do the war of roses and make sure he sends the flowers to me and nobody else? Sure. Let's go ahead and throw this one around a little bit. Jill, okay. what did he, how did he justify having an affair for 18 months? Because that's a really long time. Like, what was the reason behind that? <sighs> he said that he just, he couldn't help it. Um, he said it wasn't emotional, though. Because it wasn't emotional, you know, I was like, all right, well, maybe there's things that I could work on to kind of help. You know, I, I do love him. So it's like almost painful for me to let him go. And he was willing. It's so different so. for guys. We find out and we're like, oh, so it was emotional? That's okay. Uh, did you have sex with him? <laughs> yes. It's over. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Totally different. Totally flipped. Jill, have you asked yourself, is this what your future is going to look like? Because getting back with somebody is obviously tough when you have to forgive mm-hmm. them. And this is a perfect example of how even at times when he may not be doing anything wrong, you may tell yourself that he is simply because of the past. <clears throat> and maybe yeah. even after you find out this time that he's not... Months down the line, years down the line, do you think you're going to find yourself still wanting the same answers? Huh. Uh, well, that's a good point. I mean, I think I, this has caused me so much stress that I can't even see the future. I'm, like, just so, like, I can't even focus at work. Like, I'm just so angry, and all I want is for things to be okay again. So, I mean, that's a good point. Um, I mean, I, I think if only everything could just back to what it was before all of this. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Let's talk about a couple of things here. All right. So you're calling us up. So we assume that if you're calling us for advice that we're going to go ahead and take the role as your best friend so we can be brutally honest, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, first of all, don't feel bad about having all these conflicting feelings. He earned that. Okay. Um, I've said this before on the show that when there's infidelity, eh, I'm not really sure you can ever get back to 100% trust again. And if it happens like once on a business trip, that's going to be plenty to get over with. But when you're talking about a relationship for 18 months and you start piling up all the days and weeks and months and all of the lies when you're looking back at that relationship, for you to think or for you to even feel like, you know what? That was in the past. That is going to be a very difficult trick to try to accomplish right there. So don't feel bad about it. And also, I think if you were my best friend, I'd say, based on what you're saying this morning, why do you even want to get back? If you got so much anxiety, so much anger that you're still dealing with, why would you even consider getting back with this dude? I don't know. I guess it's the memory of who I thought, or the memory of who he presented himself to be in the beginning. You're remembering the good times. Yeah. Sometimes we do that and forget yeah. about the bad. They must have been some really amazing times for you to be able to try to black out 18 months. Yeah, it, they were. Yeah, I think it's almost. It's almost like he, like, trying, it feels almost like a different person. The person that I fell in love with, like, if only he did this before I fell in love with him. And then I could, like, get away from it. But there was love and friendship and all of that before all of this. All right, Jill. It's almost painful for me to lose it. Well, we'll do it for you tonight. Um, We will test them. Okay. 
But okay, really do some, you. I mean, if you, again, if you were like my best friend, I'd say really do some soul searching and ask yourself, yeah. is this guy really different? Uh, am I just in love with the romantic ideas of what it used to be like, but those times are gone? Does this guy even exist mm-hmm. anymore? Is he a different dude? Right. And then we'll give you the results tomorrow, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you then. Yeah. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Google released its year-end data yesterday, and now we get to know what the top trends that people are searching for. Now, there's a very distinct difference here. This is not the most searched people. This is just the people who are getting a big spike in searches. So I'll go down the list. So starting in the category of people, I'll give you the top two names. I want you to tell me who you think is the top search out of them. So I have Damar Hamlin in the people category and also Jeremy Renner. Who do you think people were searching more? Damar. Damar. Yeah, Damar Hamlin, who was the young player from the Buffalo Bills. He went into cardiac arrest. It was this huge thing. because we, we were like, how is this young kid uh, having such a big health scare? Dude almost died right there on the football field. Is he playing again? I don't know. I know he was on the practice squad there, but I don't know if he got in a game yet. I know, yeah, I don't know if he's actually playing. I know yeah. he's on the roster and he's been at the games, but I'm not sure if he's playing. Yep. And Jeremy Renner also had that really scary snowmobile accident where he almost died. So really, yeah. you just have to have a, a scare with death if you want people searching your name. <laughs> okay. In the actors category, of course, it went to Jeremy Renner, but Jamie Foxx was in a close second. Again, another really terrifying health scare that we still don't know much about. We yeah. don't really know what happened. Okay, in the passings category, in terms of celebs that passed away, do you think people were searching for Tina Turner or Matthew Perry more? Matthew Perry. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Matthew Perry was in the top spot with Tina Turner close behind. Also, Jerry Springer, Jimmy Buffett, and Sinead O'Connor. I forgot Jerry Springer passed away. Me too. Yeah. Oh. Okay, this is huge. In the movies category, it's a Barbenheimer face-off. <laughs> do you think people were searching for Barbie more? Or Oppenheimer more. This is a slam dunk. Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. Well, I was going to say maybe it was Oppenheimer because people didn't really need to search Barbie as much, whereas I had to Google what Oppenheimer was about. I did too. Yeah. So I thought maybe it would get the top spot. Yeah. History will never win over Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) In the TV show category, do you think people were searching The Last of Us more or Jenny in Georgia? Oh, Oh. Last of Us. Last of Us. Yeah. I was actually surprised. I mean, Jenny and George is not as nearly as big of a show as The Last of Us. In the songs category, do you think people were searching Try That in a Small Town by Jason Aldean more or Richmond North of Richmond, Oliver Anthony? I love both of those songs. That's a really good category right there. Mm -hmm. Small Town. I'll say Small Town also. That was the top one, yeah. which again, I was kind of surprised about because when I saw that that Oliver, Oliver Anthony song was uh, mm-hmm. in the top spot in the Billboard charts, I was like, I need to Google the song because I've literally never heard it. Yeah, I think he was the very first artist to never have a hit ever mm-hmm. and then have his first hit a number one hit. Kind of insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not 100% sure what this means, but this is a category called Hum to Search Top Songs. And the top two spots are Seven Nation Army by White Stripes or... Kill Bill, SZA. It's a feature on Google where you can just, if you had know a song rather than like Shazamming the actual mm-hmm. song, you can literally hum it into your phone and Google will search it. Okay. So those are the top two. Who do you think you was humming more? I don't think I've heard either one of those. Kill Bill, SZA? Oh, I'm that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what's the other what one? What was the other one? Seven Nation oh. Army by the White Stripes. You've heard that one. SZA. Oh. 
That's what that is? Okay. I'll do that one. Yeah, that one. I'll go yep. with that one. That's yeah. the top spot. <laughs> All right. Interesting face off here for, for musicians. We have Jason L. Dean and Ice Spice. Ice Spice. Ice Spice. I wish it was Ice Spice, but it's actually Jason Aldean. Oh, really? Which makes sense because that uh, Try That in a Small Town song is the top spot in song. So people are like, well, who's Jason Aldean anyway? Makes sense. Athletes, of course, went to Damar Hamlin, but in a close second was my boy Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of people were like, why is Taylor Swift not on any of these lists? Because, of course, people want to search her. This she, she should have been on the athlete list with as much as they show her during the football game. Let her needs to search her because everybody knows who she is and what she does every minute of the day. Well, like I said, there was a difference between like how many times people were searching. She was probably in that category where these were just the trending people. Okay. Speaking of Taylor Swift, Monday's live semifinal show for The Voice featured a lot of people doing covers for Taylor Swift songs. Did they do it justice, though? Uh, you know, I think they did. Okay. And it's always interesting to hear a different take on a song that you love. All right, it looks like Cardi B and Offset are finally over. I'll tell you how she confirmed the news on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Oh boy, I am nervous about this call. <laughs> Cassie, grab a mic. I am nervous about this call. I want you to take a deep breath before we even take it. Okay. That wasn't deep. <sighs> you sound like me <laughs> talking to my daughter when she's upset about something. Take a deep breath. I just know that this one is going to hit you right yeah. in the soul. Your blood pressure is about to go up to 800 over 500. <laughs> oh, this sounds and fun. I'm just reminding all of us that our listeners are our family. We should be kind to them, even if we don't agree with them. Okay? No. Reject. <laughs> All right. So Vivian here, uh, her father-in-law's girlfriend, um, she doesn't want her in her wedding pictures. It's for an aesthetic reason more than anything else. She's just here to be honest. Hello, Vivian. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous for you. All right. Just go ahead and be 100% honest. Okay. Um, my father-in-law, I'm getting married in April. Yay. Yay. Um, my father. Oh, my father-in-law just started dating this lovely lady. She's very lovely. Um, but I don't want her in my wedding pictures, and so I need some advice. Not if I'm making the right decision on how. I need the advice on how to tell him and her I don't want her in my wedding pictures. Okay, you've done a really good. You've done. Her. Yeah, you've done a very good job on, on saying why that you don't want her in here, but what's the reason? Because she's overweight, and she'll mess up the aesthetic of my pictures. Okay, so let's dive into that here for just one second, okay? Um, God, these weddings, man, and the, the perfection on so many different levels, or the perceived perception on so many different levels. So if she's in the picture and she pictures and she is overweight, what does that say about you or your wedding? I'm just curious what the real problem here is. Well, it's just ugly to look at. And when I look at them in five years, I mean, well, first off, she may not even be around. They've only been dating a couple of months. By the time I get married in April, it'll only be about seven months. So she may not even be around. So why have her in them if I'm if it's gonna not make everything pretty to look at if she's not even around? You but even if she is around, I don't want her there. You say it's ugly to look at, but do you realize how ugly you sound right now? You could have just left it as she's my dad's brand new girlfriend. These wedding photos are forever. I'm sorry, she's technically not part of the family and literally everyone would probably agree with you. Because essentially what you're saying here, Vivian, just to like 
make it totally clear, what you're saying is fat is ugly. In my pictures, yeah. I just, I mean, not really. It's not ugly. I just don't. She's not ugly. I just don't want that. I just need to know. Don't be a coward. Say, say it. it. Say yeah, I mean, you're halfway here now. Just go ahead and say it. Say what you want. To her? Say it just like that to her? No, no, no. no. Say. That, I don't want you in my picture? Yeah, I mean, that's what you're saying. I mean, I, I would never, no, ever, I'm ever asking, endorse. I'm how to say that to her. No, you should not or ever say that no, to her. No, you anybody. should say that to her. You should definitely say that to her. Let your dad hear you say that to her so he can do, hear what a crappy job he did raising you. Because that is ugly. That is ugly attitude to sit there and look at someone based on their appearance and think, I hate looking at you. I hate that aesthetic. It's not an aesthetic. It's somebody's body and it's somebody's reality. Now, if you don't want her in your photos because she's your dad or like whoever's brand new girlfriend, 1,000% agree. You don't know if she's going to be around long term. You, what if they go through a bad breakup? You don't want to see those photos 30 down, years down the road. Totally get it. But to say it because of somehow buddy, like how somebody looks, you need to stop and take a look, long look in the mirror and maybe go to some therapy and sit with why you feel the way that you do. Because I hope when you inevitably gain weight, because that's what happens to the majority of women when they get older, your husband doesn't look at you and think that you're fat and ugly and you don't fit his aesthetic anymore. I miss him up the window. So my question is, what's the advice? What I need some advice on how to tell her not to be berated. Uh, okay. I, was, I didn't call for that. I well, called for advice. Let me say this right quick. As someone who's spoken out often about how hurtful it is to be judged for your weight, I hope I'm not about to sit here and listen to my friends in this studio give you advice on how to be cruel. Yeah, I know you didn't call to be berated. So if you want advice, my advice is to look at yourself and maybe talk to your father-in-law about not having his brand new girlfriend in your pictures because the relationship's so new and you leave the weight out of it. That would be my advice. Thank you. Abby. I want to know why it's so important for you to ask her this question to her face, which is clearly going to hurt her feelings and is clearly going to be a cruel thing that is going to drive your family apart. Why is it so important to you to ask her that question to her face when you don't need to? Well, I wouldn't. That's that's what I'm trying to avoid is to not be cruel to her face. That's why I wanted advice on how I could broach the subject. Yeah, I, I absolutely wouldn't mention it at all. I mean, I think Cassie is right that I think you got some soul searching to do and ask yourself, like, why this isn't acceptable to you. But before you even do that, I, I, I just you you would never want somebody to say something so hurtful to you. Right. So here is a really well-placed lie. <laughs> um and the lie is that you tell your dad or what, whatever it is, you can't say to her, look, I don't want you in the picture because you're fat. That, that, I, I, the, it, the pain that I feel for her, um, would be, it would be devastating. I mean, she already knows what she looks like. She's probably feeling insecure about it. So to hear this from a potential future family member also, is it. You can't. The weirdest part to me of all of this is is what Cassie said earlier, and that the first point of it stands alone. If that that the reason that you wanted her not to be there, that's plenty. That's enough. So it it just makes me wonder, like the way you see this, what if that situation still applied and she was gorgeous? Then would it matter if if she was only around for a certain amount of time? It it just doesn't make a lot of sense for you to even want to tell her that like that. Why would you want to do that? I, I, you definitely don't say that. Yeah. You don't ever say that. Is there something else going on here with you and her? Because, I mean, this is common sense. No, she's uh, lovely. No, she's lovely. I mean, she makes 
my father-in-law, my future father-in-law happy. I have no problems with her. So this is purely an aesthetic you do not want in your picture. So let me ask you this. And I, I am not being mean. I am just really trying to get into your head here. What does it say about you that if you allow a fat person in your pictures, people will look at those pictures and what are you assuming they're going to think of you based on her picture? It's, it's not what other people think. I don't want to look at it. She's fat phobic. Okay. Wow. All right. So you have to admit, right. like Cassie said, you're fat phobic. And I think at the end of the day, you can't say you can't say that to her under no. I have a question. Um, are you and your future husband on the same page with this? Does he know you feel this way about her? Absolutely not. What Why do you not? What do you think he would think of you if he knew the truth? Um, because I know what I'd do. I'd Hold run. on, Tommy. Let her answer. Go ahead. He would probably not be very happy. This is a you thing. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're asking for advice here on uh, if you should say something or if you shouldn't, I mean, obviously, it, it, it kind of is mind-boggling to me that's, if that's even a question for you. So that's why I'm asking you. There, I'm wondering if there's something else deeper going on. No, I just don't. I just don't want to. I don't want to mess up my pictures when I look back at them in 10, 5, 10, 15 years and... She's not going to be in every photo. You know that, right? Like, you can control who's in the photo. So you can do a big group photo and then ask her to step out and just take one with family. Vivian, I, I just want you to absorb what you're saying, though. And I want you to kind of revert. Oh, it's very vain. I know it's very vain. It's not vain. It's beyond that. It's hateful. I mean, it's imagine somebody so sort of disgusted by whatever feature you might have. I have no idea what you look like, okay? Um, disgusted by what you look like, that they want to hide you from pictures because they just think it's so ugly for you for them to be in that, for you to be in that picture. I mean, you're basically saying she's but disgusting. Wouldn't. But they wouldn't. Wow. But they wouldn't, right? I, I actually feel like you should tell your dad. Be honest with your dad, because if I'm your dad in that situation, I won't be at the wedding either. So we can wrap this up. So I think we're all saying the same thing, um, that you're fat phobic and uh, you should not say anything to her about it. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, Cass, go for it. I don't really have anything else to say, honestly. It makes me sad for her. It's just, it's hatred and it's fat phobia. And it's cruel because she already had the excuse of the girlfriend being brand new. And I think everyone would agree you don't let brand new partners in wedding photos. And so to take it that far, it's just, it's nasty. And it makes me sad for her because I feel like she genuinely doesn't understand why it's messed up, which means there's something else going on there, which maybe she's really insecure. I mean, I could come up with all the fake therapy reasons I want. Maybe she's insecure. Maybe she has a fear of being fat. Maybe she's been judged for her appearance in the past. Um, but this is a reality. And unfortunately, she's vocalizing something a lot of people feel and a lot of people think. I mean, so I just I appreciate you guys not actually giving her advice on how to. Uh, tell this woman that she can't be in the photos 
and it's just hurtful and it's a really harmful mentality. And I think anytime you look at someone and you have a visceral reaction of, ugh, she shouldn't be wearing that or, ugh, he's fat or, ugh, whatever, you need to stop and be like, why am I reacting this way and sit in it and figure out why you have this misplaced hatred for a total stranger based on their appearance because it just means you've got some self-work to do. You said uh, something a couple of weeks ago. God, and the way that you phrased it, I can't even remember, but it was so beautiful. In fact, we got off the air. <coughs> I even complimented you when you were talking about <coughs> the article about, hey, it's okay for you to get physical with me. Uh, I'm big. It's okay for you to be physical with me, but not be seen with me in public. And I forget what it is you said and the advice that you gave and how that affected you so much. But I think it's worth saying again. I mean, I'll try and remember. It's it's very difficult because these are the people who will sit there and be like, it's your personality. You're wonderful. Oh, she said over and over again, she's a lovely person. And then, but you don't want, you don't want my, you don't want me around. You don't want to be, you don't want to be seen with me. And it's that when we hear that, it literally takes everything you've ever been told about how your personality matters, being good and kind matters. It's what you do matters. And it undoes all of that. And it boils it down to your value really is in your appearance. And it's not. And I think the one thing that I'd love overweight people to know or anyone who struggles with anything like any body insecurity to know is it really is about who you are. And when people judge you for how you look, the problem is not with you. It is with that person. They have some self-work to do and they are projecting their insecurities and their hatred from themselves onto you because you're the easiest target. The Bird Show. Your chance, listen to me here right now, to win big and hang out with Ice Spice. You thought I was feeling you? No. That don't munch. Either he ate it for lunch. My baddie, I get what I want. Like nowadays, I be ducking them cameras. And they heard that I'm up on them banners. Calling my phone, but they know I don't answer. In the hood, I'm like Princess Diana. He say that I'm good enough. Now I'm not good enough. Think about that I should enough. So I tell him it's one of me. He making fun of me. His girl is a bum to me. Karma is your checks about to bounce. Karma is a fire in your house. And she about to pop up and announce. And she never leaving you alone. Hey, this is a really big deal here on Friday. We're all going to be hanging out with Ice Spice. And when I said... All of us, I mean you guys listening right now. This is not just a Burt thing. It's not a Burt show thing. You guys are coming to hang out, okay? Um, you're going to get an envelope when you actually meet Ice Spice. And there are all sorts of gifts in there also. One of them is worth $5,000. Ooh, yeah. hey. All right, so you got like, is this going to be a gift in itself is hanging out with Ice Spice, right? She's one of the hottest artists in the country. Mm-hmm. And so many gifts for you guys also. So it's going to be this Friday. You can't just show up. Can't just show up. It'll be thousands of people wrapped around the building. So you got to register right now at Q997Atlanta.com. All right, Mo. Is she an a-hole for not including her cousin's husband in a family outing? Hi, Bird Show. First, I want to say how much I love your show. I love radio and never miss your podcast. I'm hoping you can help me with the dilemma. I want to purchase gift certificates for a virtual VR experience with my family for Christmas. The experience is for up to six players. I am for sure inviting my cousin and her two grown kids and the daughter-in-law. That leaves room for one more. Etiquette says I should invite my cousin's husband, and he would really like the experience, but I don't like him. He has been verbally abusive to my cousin's kids when they were younger. They are adults now and don't care too much for him either. And really has not been a good husband to my cousin. He's the type of man that resorts to cursing and name-calling. I understand people fight, 
but a 50-year-old man calling the 16-year-old daughter of his girlfriend a B wow. is unacceptable to me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he kind of just makes me want to puke. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being total a-hole, what would my a-hole rating be if I invited my other second cousin, whom I adore, to go with us and leave the crappy husband out <laughs> and instead give him a consolation Christmas gift? I can handle being a little a-hole-ish, but I don't want to be an all-out ass. <laughs> Thanks for the advice. You are not an ass. You are an all-out ass. That's a lot of ass. I'm using that in the real world. Uh, and I also love that, you know, it's not even the question of am I an a-hole. It's how much of an a-hole am I here on a scale of 1 to 10. Abby, where do you Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't think that you are an a-hole for not wanting to invite him. I think you will be the a-hole if you don't invite him because here's the thing. He sounds like a piece of work. This guy sounds like he's the worst person to come to every party. He's always going to be starting fights. And so you're not an a-hole for having the thought that you should disinvite him. But I do think the hard thing about family is you don't really get to pick and choose. Sometimes you just have to put up with people's crap. And I think for this situation, one of these, this is just one of those situations where you just should suck it up for the sake of family. It's just one, a couple hours, you'll get over it. And if he starts a fight, then you have a reason to not invite him the next time. I say do what you want to do. You might be a little bit of an a-hole for doing this, but sometime a little a-hole is necessary. Um, I, if this person is genuinely this way and going to cause issues for the family and for everyone who is attempting to enjoy the gift that you're going out of your way to purchase, I think that gives you the right to invite whomever you choose. And the fact that you're going to give them a consolation Christmas gift, I think will make up for it in the end. But I say do what you want is your money is your gift. Um, okay, you're going to get three different perspectives here. Amy's taking, or Amy, uh, Abby is taking the high road. Mo is saying do what you want. I am saying at all costs, block toxicity out. Do not invite him. If this is really going to bother you, it could affect the family. I don't think you should even feel bad about it. You got a 50-year-old man telling a 16-year-old girl that she's a B-word. You just revoke your privilege to be around my family. 100%. Mm. Get out. Don't need you around. Get out. All Get right. out. All right. So you got three perspectives right there. All right, Katie, what's going on with you? Is somebody is revoking your privilege as a godparent? No, not me. It's not me. yours. No. Okay. Um, unfortunately, uh, my friends refuse to have kids, so I'm not a godparent <laughs> yet. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. I, I've been waiting. I, we have a bet going on of who's going to get pregnant first. Um, like, that's a thing. Uh, but no, it's not me. However, it is a friend of mine who her best friend of, like, over 10 years, they were like thickest thieves, clothes. And so when her best friend had kids... She named my friend the godmother. She's like, I want you to be the godmother of my children. You're going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. Like, we're so close. And lo and behold, like, later on, they had a falling out. They just didn't get along. They was like, we're no longer friends. Then they got back as friends. Mm -hmm. They made up. It was like, oh, we're friends again. They were like, we're not friends. And they kept going back and forth. It was like over petty stuff, too. And so then finally, there was this one last straw where my friend had had enough of her friend's BS. And she decided, you know what? I can no longer be friends with you. We're not growing. We're not, you know, evolving. You're not learning from everything we talk about, all this thing. She's like, I just can't be a friend with anyone who's toxic. And so they haven't spoken in like nine months. But she saw that um, her friend now is pregnant again. Huh? And she, it made her think. Like we were on the phone and she's like, Katie, I just, I miss the kids. Like I was the godparent and I just miss the kids. Like I don't want to rekindle the friendship. I just want to 
hang out with the kids because I was their godparent. She was there for every major mm-hmm. event. And the kids are like, it's a six and a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And she had been a part of their lives for since they were born. So then now I wonder if you're no longer friends with someone, but you were the godparent, mm-hmm. what do you do? Like when you were in that child's life for that long. That's interesting. I've never thought of that. What do you What do you mean? What do you do? Do you because she still wants to she wants to reach out and still be a part of the kids' lives, but she's no longer a part of her friends' life. Clarify something for me. Uh, was it the mom that cut off the friendship, or was it your friend that cut off the friendship? My friend that cut off the friendship. Oh, oh, that changes things for it me. It does. Is there the package deal What's the difference? Like if you are going to be the godparent, yeah. and at the same time, you also have to get along with the actual yeah, parent. Yeah, I think it's a, it feels like it's a package deal to me. Yeah, I don't think you can do one without the other. Because isn't a godparent really like if something happens to me, then you're taking care of my kids. Yeah. And if you and I aren't friends, then we obviously have something we can't get past and agree on. So do I want your values and your opinion around my kids if I'm dead? Mm, so so, like so if you... If you die, then you still get to be a godparent, even if you and the parent wasn't speaking when the parent was alive. And that's another thing. She didn't name anyone else as a godparent. That's the theory. So who? That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That's a no-brainer to me. Being a godparent really is more about being like the representative for the religious upbringing of the kid mm-hmm. when the apart from the parents not necessarily who the kid's going to go to if you die like usually that'll be an aunt or an uncle like a brother sister cousin that kind of thing i don't think you it's very sad and it's sad for the kids but i agree like if we're not friends then i don't want you in my kid's life because there is some kind of moral or some kind of reason we're not friends anymore Mm -hmm. and I don't want that around my kids and it's really jacked up that you want a relationship with my kids (laughs) but not with me Uh oh you can't do that right yeah to me it'd be different if it was the mother of the kids cutting off your friend because then it's like well you don't really have much say in it and you feel like you've been cut off by this relationship but since it's your friend saying I don't want to be friends with you but you still want to be good with the kids to me I don't think she has any rights here so she just has to stay away from the kids you can't like mail a Christmas gift no no. I mean, you can. That's about all you can do. Yeah, you can. You can, but if you mail that Christmas gift, you better be prepared to have mom reach out. Right. To me, that would be an olive branch. Yep. Mm. This is an all or nothing deal, Katie. Okay. Thanks. Okay. That's right, Bircho. The Bircho.